Today's episode of the Ministry Minded Podcast is proud to be partnered with Anchor Podcasts. Anchor is the easiest way for anyone to make a podcast. If you have a latent idea that's just kind of lying around for a show you would like to record one day, I'm confident that anyone could use this platform to host, record, and distribute your podcast, turning your idea into a reality. Anchor puts everything you need to be successful all in one place. You can start a new recording right from your mobile device. They also have convenient creation tools that allow you to edit your audio files so they sound crisp and great. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, letting listeners find your show almost everywhere, including Spotify, Anchor Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several others. And best of all, it's free. There are no hosting fees or monthly subscriptions or minimum listener counts, just an easy-to-use platform to get your podcast out there at no cost to you. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ministry Minded Podcast, a show that seeks to marvel at the mercy of God that meets us in our messy ministries. I'm, of course, your host, Brad Gray, and uh, I want to do something a bit different today. Um, it is now 2019, the year of our Lord, 2019, uh, another year of promise, another year of perhaps uh, problems, uh, stresses. They never go away in the new year, yeah, despite all the uh, New Year's resolutions that we make and that we uh, try and account for. Um, but I wanted to record a short little episode uh, really quick to kind of just detail some of the last um, things that have occurred in my life over the last several months, uh, my life personally and ministerially, and some of the things that I've learned and some of the things that are coming up for me and my family, and also just some things I'm thankful for and just uh, wanted to kind of share. Uh, and so I thought I would do that in this nice little uh, brief episode for you. I hope you can digest it. I hope you can take it in. I hope you can find um, some encouragement, too, uh, along the way. Before we get going, of course, today, uh, the show is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. They've been such a great sponsor for the blog and for the show. You know, research shows that two primary reasons uh, most people don't read their Bibles is because they're too busy or that they don't understand um, what they're reading. Uh, but the goal and the mission of the CSB is to have more people read and understand the Bible by engaging in a translation that's easy and ready to understand, but is also faithful to the original languages. And I think that's what you'll find in the CSB. I use it a lot in my own personal study, and the CSB is striving to be accurate and readable and shareable. It's striving to be a Bible that pastors can feel confident in preaching from, while also being a translation that all church members feel comfortable reading on their own. To find out more about the Christian Standard Bible, go to csbible.com. I highly recommend you do that. It's a great translation. I've been using it myself for quite a while now. Um, but on to some of the things I want to get into today. Um, of course, 2018 has been such a wild ride for many people, I think. They would say the same thing. Uh, I joked recently um, that we should probably have t-shirts made that I survived 2018 because it just seems like it's been a tumultuous year for many people. Uh, I know countless friends who have had uh, such um, life-changing occurrences happen this past year, uh, things that either will change them forever or will change the way they look at things forever. And um, for many, that can cause some 
uh, distrust or perhaps some uneasiness as we step into another year. It also creates this sort of pressure to make the new year uh, better, quote-unquote, and uh, somehow make it more perfect than last. Um, but 2018 was quite a uh, ride. Um, as you know, for me personally, uh, I changed jobs, uh, switched from uh, a secular job in the secular workforce to a ministerial job. Uh, I got ordained, I moved my family to a new town, I bought a home, uh, and I started ministering full-time. Uh, it was quite an adjustment for my family and I, and uh, my daughter Lydia, um, you know, minist- going from a 9-to-5 job to working in the ministry, while perhaps on the outside might seem like you're getting less stressful in terms of hours, it's actually uh, something that has a lot more pressure and stress on you. Um, uh, as a family, uh, but I couldn't be more thankful for what we, we've been able to see and what we've been able to do and what we've been able to be a part of. And um, there's many things that I could probably tell you about that would make this episode a lot longer uh, that I don't really necessarily need to get into today. But um, uh, I'm so thankful for uh, my wife and my family, and uh, we've been able to learn so many things uh, throughout this whole year. Um, uh, learn so many uh, lessons of of patience and trust and uh, i think it's definitely brought us closer together um and it's brought us uh more i guess on the same page uh in terms of what we uh want to do for the lord um we both know that we've been called to ministry in our various ways and we both know that the fact that god has um lots of plans uh for us in the coming years um I'm so excited also, too, to uh, announce, uh, many people probably already know this, it's been on social media for a while, uh, that my wife, is uh, Natalie, is expecting again. We're expecting a little boy uh, in April or May of 2019. It's kind of right at the end of that, the end or beginning of those two months. Uh, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for God's blessing and grace in my family. Uh, of course, I have a lot to learn um, being a dad. Um, but I'm just thankful for... Um, the fact that I get to be a father. It's no small thing to uh, be a dad in today's day and age, and it's no um, insignificant thing. There might be some times when you feel that way. I know I've felt that way when I feel like, what is this having me, what, what is God having me learn here about the ministry now? And uh, even in those small and significant moments, uh, God is teaching me something really important. It's the fact that fatherhood um, is perhaps um, one of the tragically lost arts and lost um, positions and roles in our 21st century culture. Uh, a lot of, you know, this is a sweeping generalization, so don't point out the historicity of this if you uh, feel the necessary to do that, but I would say that many of the problems that we see and we face and we are dealing with is a lack of fathers, of dads being dads. We have a lot of uh, older um, boys uh, fathering children without being actual men fathering children. And I think there's a big difference to be pointed out there. And I'm not an expert on that uh, enough to uh, point out those differences or to articulate that very well. Uh, if you want to read more about that, I, I would suggest reading guys like Owen Strahan um, from um, the Center for Public Theology. Uh, he has some great resources on what it means to be a man and a father, especially in our current uh, societal climate. Um, 
And so that's some really awesome personal news for me, uh, for my family. Uh, another kind of personal note is um, just the fact that I'm I'm getting ready to start seminary. By the time this episode is released, I'll have started my classes. Uh, I will be pursuing a uh, Master of Divinity from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, uh, doing some of their online coursework, and I'm I'm just uh, thrilled and just thankful that God has allowed me to do this, to further my education, to fully prepare me to lead the church. Um, it is my heart's desire, and I think it is God's calling on my life to uh, lead a church, to do what I do in life for the sake of the church and for the glory of God. And um, I'm just glad and I'm, I'm grateful for Midwestern and uh, their mission of preparing pastors for the good of the church. They are a, a ministry-minded um, organization and um, all of their sort of educational uh, bent is towards that goal, especially with the seminary. Uh, I've been thankful or I've been grateful and enough to meet uh, some of those who are either professors or on the staff um, of Midwestern. I'm just uh, thankful uh, for their um, pouring into me, and I can't wait to uh, get into more uh, studies, um, and I can't wait to um, <laughs> uh, get back into classes. It's been interesting. I've been out of uh, school for uh, many years now, and uh, it's interesting getting back into so many classes. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God has for me and what I can learn through uh, the next however many years it takes me to uh, finally get my uh, MDiv, but I'm thankful for that. Um, and so those are just some personal things I wanted to mention. Uh, so um, on on that note, I should also say that uh, my blog might look different this year uh, with just the confluence of of work and also seminary. Uh, my writing might look different. It might look um, not as devotional, perhaps more academic at times. Um, I'm still going to be trying to write just for myself. Uh, just because it's what I love to do. But most of my writing, if I ever publish something uh, on the blog uh, later this year, is definitely going to be bent out of what I'm learning and probably writing for uh, my, my seminary classes. So uh, just keep that in mind as you read. Um, but I learned a lot in 2018. You know, um, just kind of looking back and kind of doing a retrospective on the year, um, you know, I <laughs> until this year I'd never knew kind of what it meant to be a pastor uh, full-time, you know, as my primary vocation. And um, it's been, you know, quite an experience. I'm kind of in an odd position, I feel like, because um, I am blessed to have a lot of working knowledge of, you know, kind of behind-the-scenes ministry life. That's sort of what this podcast has been bent out of. Um, As a ministry-minded young man, I'm that way because I grew up in a minister's home. My dad was a pastor. He still is a pastor. He's been pastoring a church in South Carolina for going on 30 years. Wow, 30 years? Almost 30 years, I guess. Um, So... I have always been in church, and I've been um, always part of the church. I was a hands-on pastor's kid. You know, I think a lot of 
the colloquial knowledge of pastor's kids isn't very good. Um, but I think um, for us and my, my family, we were pretty hands-on in terms of what we were doing in the church and things that we were involved with. And, um, you know, a lot of what I now know and what I now expect and even what I think about ministry finds its basis in a lot of those experiences I had as a pastor's kid. And perhaps I didn't know it then, but definitely now as my theology has definitely um, been morphed and molded by years of experience, but also by uh, my own sort of coming to terms with uh, the theology that I grew up with and the theology that I've been taught, and that has kind of molded and shaped me um, into, I think, the pastor that I now am, the pastor that I hope to um, continue to be. Um, I know through all of this that God is, you know, preparing me to uh, be a senior pastor one day, perhaps um, in the future. Um, but I'm just thankful to uh, be um, learning what being a pastor is. Um, you know, I've I've written before um, that the Sunday sermon has become sort of the uh, the thing that most people look to when they are thinking about or talking about a pastor, and it's the thing that uh, many of us point to that that's what a pastor does. Um, but there's so much more involved with being a pastor than just Sunday mornings, or perhaps if you're a good Baptist church, you know, Sunday evenings and Wednesday nights too. Um, the, the Monday through Saturday stuff is kind of what makes up the bulk of a pastor's life. And it's that balance between um, being there for these people and being there for those people and making time for visits, making time for family, making time to uh, rightly preach the whole counsel of God and to rightly divide the word of God uh, for your people, for the people that God has entrusted to you and staying positive in that, staying active in learning, staying dedicated in that, staying diligent in those uh, various uh, storms that come your way, people that come your way that are unexpected. Um, I think the patience it takes to be a pastor is the patience to, uh, yes, be patient with your circumstances, but also be patient with um, you know the the consequences of your sermons, and by that I mean, um, you know, change isn't always going to happen right away. Change isn't always going to happen immediately. It's not always going to look the same. Um, you know, perhaps you're going to preach a sermon and. Um, no one comes forward. Uh, and, and the key is to stay positive in the fact that you have done what you are doing, not for the attention of men, not for the um, the applause of those that are uh, around you, um, but to stay dedicated, stay diligent in the fact that this is for the glory of God. As And even if you have to um, um, go, uh, even if you are, if if even if you feel inadequate or insignificant, what you are doing is for the good of the church and for the glory of God. Uh, I think that's one thing that I've been um, uh, learning this year and, and trying to keep in my mind is the fact that regardless of how it's received, um, as long as I am uh, being diligent in uh, my craft with what I'm supposed to be doing, um, with my studying, with my learning, with my devotion uh, to the Word of God, um, then I can know that it's for God's glory. Um, and that's kind of a hard thing sometimes, because we look to results. We want results. We want things to um, 
show us and uh, give us affirmation that what we're doing is good and what we're doing is right and what we're doing is is uh, going to be successful. Um, but I think through it all, um, the glory of God may not always result in earthly um, success. It may not often result in things that you can measure uh, as successful. Uh, it may not always result in that. And I think that's a hard thing to come to terms with, but I think that's part of the patience that um, that ministering necessitates this part of the patience that I think grace necessitates too. Um, and the other thing really quickly I wanted to mention, uh, and then I will let any of those who are listening kind of go, but uh, I'm thank you for listening uh, so far. Um, but one of the things that I have been um, really just hit hard with this year is just the fact that, that I, you know, when I was, when I was younger, um, I, I think I was guilty of, you know, what I would like to call sermon hunting. You know, I would just look in my Bible for a familiar passage or a passage that's, um, kind of perhaps easy to preach from and just make sermons off of that passage, make sermons off of this verse or this phrase or whatever. Um, but perhaps the single thing, the single greatest thing that I've learned this past year, uh, and something that I'm still learning and trying to uh, get a hold of is that preaching comes from personal devotion. So I don't have to make my, de- and so don't, so I can't and I shouldn't make my personal devotion time a, a time just to go sermon hunting, uh, to go looking for how can I turn this into a sermon. The, the sermons and sermon preparation is sort of the overflow of personal devotion and personal worship. And so instead of reading the Bible in order to get a sermon finished, um, my Bible reading time should be a time where I'm investigating what does this mean for me and what does this mean um as it is in scripture and why is it here and and what is it doing um uh, to uh, push forward the redemptive narrative of God and the mission of God as saving sinners and what is it showing me about Jesus you know, and that's what i've been so encouraged and challenged by is just the fact that god's word is living and it's not living and it's not breathing and it's not a thing there just so that you can preach from it it's not a collection of stories to uh, make sermons from the Bible is a living and active and, and relevant uh, word of the Father to us, and not just for the people that we speak to. It's for everyone. The Bible is for sinners, because sinners are all that there are. And that includes the sinner that's preaching. <laughs> that includes the sinner up there in the pulpit. And so for me, that's what I've been learning. Uh, don't go sermon hunting. Um, go reading and investigating and studying uh, for myself. And, and, um, and to really learn what the Bible means and what the Bible says. And I think... Um, if that's uh, if that's in my mind, if that's um, in my heart, then I know uh, for sure that um, that God will uh, that God will be in it. Well, I hope that was encouraging to you. Those are just some things I learned. Just lots of personal things um, happened in 2018. Uh, lots more that I hope to get into at another time, or perhaps that you've read in some recent articles I've written. Um, 
that I will promise to kind of get into at a, on a later episode. Uh, lots of stuff ministerially going on, things that I've learned, and I'm so thankful for the fact that God has allowed me to be in a position to learn what it means to minister and what it means to uh, be a pastor. Thank you so much for listening. Um, but that's it for today's episode of Ministry Minded. Uh, I appreciate you all for uh, connecting with me and following the show uh, on Twitter. You can also subscribe to this show on iTunes. We're still on SoundCloud and on Google Play. So if you're feeling uh, like you want to connect with us, just you can connect to uh, any of those um, outlets. Uh, thanks again to the Christian Standard Bible for sponsoring this show. And thank you, as always, for listening, commenting, and subscribing. I'll see you on the next episode, guys. Blessings.